Welcome to the Postpartum Coach Podcast, where we embrace our needs as moms, we learn to lead ourselves first, then our families, and where we create our own healing from the inside out to find our way to the work we were meant to do in this world. I'm your host, a fellow mom of three and a certified life coach, Lizzie Langston. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. So if it sounds a little different, it's because I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not doing my normal setup. We're moving to Costa Rica and I'm on the AirPods today. And I'm so proud of myself because my brain wanted to be super perfectionistic and be like, no, it has to be perfect. And I have to post this often. And like I had all these constraints on myself that I'm coming up against with my circumstances right now. And I'm loving the freedom of choice. So I just wanted to offer that to you. If we, you know, if we do, we put ourselves in the motherhood box. We have this constrained box of this is what a good mom does. This is what a good, uh, a a bad mom does. It's etc. And, um, if we keep doing that to ourselves, we can't breathe. Right. And so I want you to play with this idea. Like today, question everything, question everything that you can around your motherhood. I want today to be like, what if that's not true? What if that's not true? Even if your brain is scared of something not being true. For example, a good mom doesn't hit her kids. What if that's not true? I don't know. And this is an exercise. So what I'm not saying is that, you know, a good mom hits her kids or something. But 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 what what if that were true? Like I don't know, just play with all of it. I love my one of my mentors Bert Castillo one time. She's like, "The world says don't murder people and people shouldn't murder people." And she's like, but what if, what if they should? I don't know. She's like, they're doing, they're doing it. So what if that's, that should be happening in the laws of the universe, in the big grand scheme of things? I don't know. Right? Like it's so freaking liberating and also like terrifying to question everything. I want to share a little piece. This is totally like a tangent, by the way, before I get into what I'm going to talk about today. Um, uh, but I remember, um, I love, okay, side note, I love that I'm, I'm, I'm literally recording a voice memo, so I can't like edit stuff out and it's, it's squeezing me. <laughs> it's good. It's really good. Um, I remember though a time when I was in the car and I was totally terrified of questioning my faith because I, again, a, a mentor, a life coach mentor who is not of my faith, which was like to me a big red flag. I'm like, I'm not going to do what she says. She doesn't know the work it takes to keep a flame on my faith of testimony. Right. But she had challenged through her podcast, like, Hey, question everything. And, and so I just decided that I wanted to do that as an exercise to strengthen my faith. And I had faith that through that exercise, I would be strengthened. And so with that, I completely let go of like everything that I knew to be true. I I was willing to question it. And I did question it. I was like, what if that's not true? What if this is all pretend? What if this is all like a baby step to something greater than ourselves? Even though to me right now, it is the whole truth, nothing but the truth. And as I did that, I was able to really actually kind of get in the head of my creator and to really um, seek to know him without all of the like, um, what's that, that quote, like pompous, what's that 
pomp, pomp and circumstance. That's it of religion. And I actually don't think my religion has a lot of pomp and circumstance, but there are some structures put in place for the sake of the church. In my case, it's the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, but every church has like these administrative things and these things that are not actually part of maybe the kingdom of God, but they are part of this church. I could be wrong about that. That's just where I'm at right now. Like my brain's like, okay. So when I questioned this, it was all so, so growing. So long story short, question everything. Okay. (laughs) Today I want to talk about trauma culture. I, um, I hear people defend their trauma and, and it's a fine line because I do actually defend trauma in the face of life coaches. So there's a lot of people who say, Hey, Thoughts create feelings, period. And they don't make space for trauma at all. And they're like, trauma is just thoughts. Like, I'm sorry. And then there's people on the other end of the spectrum who are like, how dare you? And and we're going to protect our trauma and we're going to carry it with us for our whole life and wear it as this badge of like, you are not allowed to question this anybody around me. You're never allowed to tell me I don't have trauma. You're never allowed to um, take this away from me and we breed it into our identity and neither of those um, extremes are helpful okay so when I say trauma culture there's like anti-trauma culture with like a very much head-centered life coaching perspective that I I I, I mean if you're not familiar with that you know maybe um, sort of the mainstream coaches that come from the life coach school maybe would be more of that degree and then they each kind of bleed into their own, they start to develop their own, or they should at least start to develop their own thoughts about where trauma sits. And I could be misinformed here too. So don't take everything I say as like the final word. Okay. But there's a lot of like, um, like not informed about trauma, but I, but I think I'm informed about it. I think a thought just creates a feeling. And so I'm just going to like, just put that on trauma for people and, and, and basically force my life coaching perspective into like the field of trauma work, which I think I even did that for a little bit. Like I really did. I was like, Oh, that's so cute. And so sad that like, she thinks she has trauma, but really like, she's just, that's just a thought that she has trauma. Then I learned about, um, how your body literally stores emotions and how these layers of stored emotion can actually impact your ability to move out of a behavior no matter and and even impact the neighborhood of thought that you can even access in your brain. Right. So like on a biological, like literally a physical level, you can say, oh, thoughts create feelings. But if you have like a treasure chest of like stored emotions that are negative, that are literally these frequencies vibrating in your body, it's going to affect your thoughts and it's going to affect your ability to move and process emotion, process energy, move it out of your body. Okay. So, so then I learned about that and that's what takes me to the sweet spot in between the two extremes, which is, again, we have the anti-trauma and the trauma misinformed and trauma oblivious people. And honestly, a lot of life coaches, unfortunately, I feel like therapists are a little bit better at, at getting themselves trauma informed. Um, so coaching, we have some, we have some work to do, but to be, to be to our defense, like coaching is a pretty new industry. It, you know, it started in the 1920s, but then really made its big appearance in the 1980s. And so we're pretty new. <laughs> we're figuring ourselves out, but then there's the, um, the other end of the spectrum, which is the, the, the trauma keeping it forever. And that's actually what I want to address today. So I already said everything I'm going to say about the one end. Okay. The misinformed. I want to talk to you about almost this, um, 
very sensitive yet can be kind of deceptively dangerous piece of the trauma spectrum, which is where we hold the right to defend our trauma to the death. And here's what I want to say is the point of my episode today is not to tell you that your trauma is not validated. Okay. And the point of this episode is not to minimize the traumas you've been through. And in, in no way am I here to take away anybody's trauma from them because the thing with trauma is there's this sweet spot of timing there. There's timing. Okay. So like the only way to go about releasing trauma is in your own time. But in order to help facilitate your ability to decide when the right time is for you, because it is very individual and personal, I want you to understand that there is a culture around trauma that could be working to your disadvantage. Okay. So let me explain what that is. And then I'll tell you how you might be kind of interplaying with it in a way that um, I'm not going to say it is or isn't serving you because you get to decide that based on your desire to be move past your trauma and to be free from it which is totally, I don't know where that's at and it's totally up to you. Okay. And here's one thing I want to preface this by saying is that you might say in response to what I just said, you might say, Oh, of course my desire to be past my trauma is at a thousand percent, but there's this sneaky little thing when it comes to trauma where there's our brain and then there's our body. Okay. So your brain might say, I'm totally ready to be ready, done with my trauma and your, your subconscious, which is represented by your body in this example, your subconscious might actually not agree with that. Your subconscious. So here's what you have to realize is your subconscious. And I've said this before, but I want to say it again. My, my clients here may say this a lot. Your subconscious is actually what's in charge of your healing. Let me say that one more time. Your subconscious is the system of your body. It's your healing. Your healing system is in your subconscious brain. Your conscious brain is actually at the mercy of your subconscious when it comes to your healing and the unraveling and the ding, ding, ding timing of your healing. Okay. So the reason that that's important to note when we talk about trauma and trauma culture is that be like before any of this work you can do, you have to understand this piece and you have to be willing to ask your subconscious, am I ready to release this? You cannot in trauma work, you need to let go of the reins. You need to let go of the idea that you know how to heal from your trauma, that you're in charge of it. You need to get more into your body and learn how to connect with your subconscious. And right off the cuff, just a couple ways you can do that is the first thing that will cut you off from your subconscious is judging yourself. Okay. Also not listening to yourself. So meditation, anything that will help you listen to your body and your subconscious mind, your subconscious does speak to you in the form of thoughts. It also speaks to you in the form of, um, sensations in your body. So one thing my coach does is she, she'll, she'll say, okay, ask, like, say that again, but purposely when you say it, feel how it feels in your body. And so there will either be like a tightness or an openness when I say something. Okay. So, um, again, life coaches want to go to like thought creates feeling, but that's only in the conscious mind. We have our whole entire subconscious to work with that actually speaks from the body to the conscious mind. And it's a little backwards. So both are true, right? Thoughts create feelings, but also feelings can guide and tell you, um, if a thought is true or not, your subconscious, your, your body response. And so that's, it's kind of two different capacities. Maybe I should do a whole entire subject or episode on that. That sounds fun. 
You'll have to email me if you want to know more about that. All right. So trauma culture. Um, basically it is just the, the, um, it actually reminds me a lot about the mainstream and I want to be careful with this. (laughs) There's like a fine line with all of this, but it reminds me of cancel culture a little bit. Like, have you noticed that, um, you know, these celebrities are just doing their thing in the world and maybe they share their perspective on Twitter. And if it isn't the perspective of like the most progressive part of our culture, which, you know, I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. I've just noticed that where there's misalignment, we just are canceling. We're like, eh, nope, not doing your show because you said that. And I'm not saying, you know, what people say or don't say is right or wrong or that they shouldn't be canceled. Okay. But it's this quick, fast response and we just pull away. And that's, that's what we do when things hurt. And when we have pain, I want you to, I want to show you how you could be doing that with your trauma. Let's, let's go to another example. Okay. With our little kids, let's say somebody pulls our child's hair and pushes them to the ground. Totally unacceptable, right? Totally unacceptable. So you can either berate that kid and push them out and like take them, you know, walk them straight up to the principal's office or wherever you are. Or you can definitely set a boundary, make sure your child's okay. Let that child know it's not okay to do that. And then let's get curious. Why did you do that? Right. But sometimes on like a public level, our rage and our absolute disgust of the actual act is so big that we just dismiss, we cancel. And when it comes to trauma, We do this sometimes with our healing, and I don't think we mean to. We're so protective of ourselves and our pain by default. And maybe you're supposed to be, okay? The purpose of me telling you this isn't to say you need to be more willing to release your trauma. You need to be less, you know, more willing to talk about it. But rather, if you really, if you like get, get cozy up with your subconscious and like you are ready to release something, then you don't need to do this anymore. You don't need to defend your trauma to anybody. Okay. You don't need to be your defender. If you're ready to release it, you don't need to defend it. Okay. So sometimes in the work of trauma releasing, we get caught up in this trauma culture of like defending trauma and nobody's allowed to shame my trauma and nobody's allowed to tell me I don't have trauma. And all of that is perfect and good until the moment when you're ready to stop identifying with that trauma. That doesn't mean you don't recognize that you had the trauma, but it's no longer you. It, it's something that happened in your past. You are not your trauma. You are, but you aren't. Okay. The trauma is real. It lives in your, in your body, but it's not, it doesn't identify as you. It's not who you are. And so again, sometimes the conscious mind, as it tries to like, throw its little tentacles into all aspects of our healing, it accidentally wraps up our ego and like our identity. I should say those are interchangeable ego and identity. It wraps up our identity into trauma, into our trauma. And that's not what we want at the moment we're ready to release it. That is what we want when we're not ready to release it. And here's what you need to know with trauma. You are allowed to be not ready to release it for as long as you need or want to be. And I mean that with every sense of it. I'm not just saying that to help you feel good and, you know, until you're actually ready to release it, which is what would be better. I'm not saying that there is, there is a lesson. Like, I think there's this sacred nature of this time when we've experienced trauma and we identify as the trauma and with the trauma and we really latch onto it. That's a sacred time. And there's a reason we do that. Okay. And, and there's no rush to be done with that. Let me give you one example. 
Um, recently I came across a statement from somebody in my sphere who was saying how like one of the reasons she wasn't able to do more, um, in, in like a coaching program is because she has this trauma and because of her trauma, she has a hard time like speaking up and getting coached. Okay. So that can both be true and false. It's true for her. And it's false for her future self who doesn't hold on to that trauma as a reason to not be able to do things. So that's what I want you to play with today. What are your truth? What are your trauma truths right now? Like, what are your things that you say? These things are hard for me because I have trauma, right? Maybe it's being alone in a room with a man. Like maybe that would be super triggering if you've had sexual trauma. Maybe it's, you know, reading, um, a post from a certain person on social media, anything they post is triggering because of a fallout you've had and, or maybe like a really mean thing that that person did to you. So what are your trauma truths? Okay. Hold to those. Those those can be yours, but also what are your future self's trauma truths? The one who like has worked through her trauma and doesn't feel like she's in it anymore. It's not actually even stored in her body. It's only in her memory. It's not even anymore in her DNA. It's not even in her physical biology anymore. It does. She doesn't work through the same triggers the same way as you do today. What are her trauma truths? How does she talk about her trauma? Yes, the very words, the very words she uses. So look at the words that you are using around your trauma and own those. It's okay. Those were, those are where you are. Complete validation and your future self. Do you want to be where she is, first of all? And I think for most of us, the answer is totally like maybe not right now or maybe we're like, yes, right now. But regardless, connect with her. How does she talk about those trauma truths? All right. So hopefully that helps you navigate this delicate, beautiful human experience and phenomenon of trauma work. It is a work. I completely validate it. And there is a way to move through it. And you just want to be careful because there's a lot of people who make it their identity to protect people in trauma. And while they are well-intentioned, you just have to ask yourself, do you need to be protected or are you ready to have the authority over your progress and moving forward? And again, as I say that, not invalidating anybody's trauma, this is a personal decision and it all happens at your own pace and it's really up to your subconscious. It's not up to me. I'm not commanding your healing right now. I'm not telling you when you should heal and it's not up to anybody else. And I'm not telling you you're not trying to heal. I absolutely know that you are. So if you're struggling with trauma and you are having a hard time navigating this and you feel like past trauma keeps boomeranging back into your present, I want to invite you to come work with me. Okay. Just go to lizzylangston.com forward slash course. And then you're going to look at the postpartum anxiety course. That's my introductory course. It's going to walk you through the depression and anxiety basics. And then in the last part of the course, we talk more about trauma. We talk about past self healing. And then in the membership that is available to you, um, following the purchase of the course, you can get more support. So to find out more, to learn more, go to lizzylangston.com forward slash course. If you have any court, if you have any questions, just email me lizzie at lizzylangston.com and I'll take care of you. All right. We'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye. Hey, Lizzie here. If you love what's on the podcast, you're going to love 
my postpartum anxiety online course. The course is designed to help you manage your anxiety, reconnect with yourself to avoid deeper depressiveness, and then address any broader traumas from childhood and beyond. To purchase the course, go to lizzielangston.com forward slash course. That's Lizzie, L-I-Z-Z-I-E, Langston, L-A-N-G-S-T-O-N.com forward slash course. I cannot wait to see and hear how you transform in the online course. I'll see you inside.